Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the morning devotion. Um, I'm still waiting for my phone to catch up, but uh, you can you can just send me a comment or a wave or a like or something. I have my phone open here on the live stream, so I will be able to see your comments and your reactions and everything. So good morning. Welcome. <laughs> um, I have a word for you. Can you believe that? So um, <clears throat> this morning I I woke up early, like five o'clock in the morning, and uh, God just dropped this scripture in my heart, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4, and it says, even as in his love he chose us, actually picked us out for himself as his own, in Christ, before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy, consecrated, and set apart for him, and blameless in his sight, even above reproach before him in love. Okay, so God has chosen us to be holy and blameless before him in love. Okay, uh, I want to read the King James also. According as he hath chosen us in him, in Christ, before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Let me just shed some light on the whole predestination and chosen and election thing. Uh, we need to read the scripture with other scriptures. And 1 Corinthians 1, I spoke about this on Sunday. 1 Corinthians 1 says, when the world with its, by its philosophy uh, was unable to recognize God by means of their philosophy and their religion, it pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. <clears throat> so those who are chosen are those who believe the words of the gospel. Okay. So he chose not to uh, receive the people who are born of a certain lineage, but he chose certain people who receive the seed word into their heart and are born again. Like John chapter 1 says, um, he came unto his own, but his own received him not. So they were his chosen people with the old covenant. So they did not receive him. But to as many as did receive him, gave he power to become sons of God um, who, uh, who believe on his name. So if we believe in him, we have the, received the power to become sons of God. And then he describes it to owe their birth, neither to bloods, so it's not a flesh lineage, neither to the will of the flesh, but to God. They're born of God. And then 1 Peter 1 says the same thing right at the end of the chapter. And he says, you are born again from an incorruptible seed, from the ever-living word of God. So the words enter the heart and we are born again, born of the word born from above, born of the Spirit. So God chose in, uh, by the foolishness, foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. So before even the world was made, <clears throat> sorry, before even um, he created everything, before the foundation of it all, he purposed in his heart to Pay the price for humanity. He knew that even before he created the earth. He purposed in himself to suffer on the cross. He purposed in himself to make a way for us. And he purposed in himself to choose them that believe. So he has picked us and he has chosen us beforehand. 
So this letter just starts off here with verse 1. It says, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the divine will of God, to the saints at Ephesus. So he's speaking to the saints. Those who are saints mean those who are believers, because we are justified by faith. So he didn't say to those who are of a specific tribe or a specific language. But we know that Revelation chapter 5 says, out of every tribe and tongue and language and nation, he has bought us with his precious blood. First Peter 1 says exactly the same, same thing. He has redeemed us not with corruptible things such as silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Jesus. He bought us. We are not our own. We belong to him. So he speaks to the saints, and the saints are those who receive the word into their hearts. And Sunday I spoke about this, and I said, um, it says here in John chapter 6, uh, no, John chapter 8, oh, I'm in Romans, oh my goodness, I'm just reverting back to Sunday's message, just hold on a second. He says, I assure you most solemnly, I tell you, if anyone observes my teaching, lives in accordance with my message and keeps my word, he will by no means ever see death. Okay. He says in verse 50, I am not in search of honor for myself. I do not seek. I'm not aiming for my own glory. There is one who looks after that. So he's speaking of the father. Verse 47, whoever is of God listens to God, receives the word. Those who belong to God Hear his words. We hear the words of God. This is the reason that you do not listen to me. Speaking to people who are unbelievers. And then he says in John chapter 6. This is the verse I was looking for. Verse 45. It is written in the book of the prophets. They shall all be taught of the Lord. Have him in person for the teacher. Everyone who has listened to and learned from the Father comes to me. Okay. So... He's, he's speaking of a group, everyone whom the Father has given to me, I will never reject. And no one can come to, to me unless the Father draws him. You see the election thing. This is the group. Everyone who listens to the Father comes to me. Everyone who is of God hears or listens to God. So that's, that's where the repentance come in. The repentance means this, is we, we listen to the word of God and we listen with our hearts and we take it to heart. Okay, so uh, just that being taken out of the way so that we can see the, the truth of, of what God is saying here. Back to Ephesians chapter 1. I want to focus on verse 4. He says, even as in his love, he chose us, okay, in Christ, he chose us who believe, actually picked us out for himself as his own in Christ before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy, consecrated and set apart for him and blameless in his sight, even above reproach before him in love. 
So what will happen when we believe his words, when his words dwell in our heart, when we take it to heart, when we really receive him and then believe this sanctification, believe that we have been made holy, believe that we are blameless before him in love, is the fruit of it will start coming out. Okay, so there's a few scriptures I want to touch on. Colossians chapter 1 says here, uh, verse 13, the Father has delivered and drawn us out of the control of the dominion of darkness and has transferred us into the kingdom of the Son of His love. So when did this happen? Well, in spirit, it happened at the cross. In reality, to, in your life, it is imparted to you and it happens to you the moment you believe Jesus Christ. And in spirit, you are, you are made one with Christ. And in Christ, you have been pre-elected or, or destined or chosen to be blameless before God in, in, uh, in love. So the fact that you are in Christ makes that you are a partaker of this promise. It is available for all, and that's why we preach. But when you believe it, you enter into that place where it is yours. It becomes yours. It becomes, uh, it, it, it's imparted to you. And that word, which, which is available for everyone, comes to your life and, and engage with you. Okay? Um, so if we do not believe it, we will never have it. We are forgiven, but if we don't believe the forgiveness, we will never receive the forgiveness and we still stand condemned. Okay, what condemns us? Well, it's easy. John 5 verse 45 says, it's, uh, do not think that I will accuse you before the Father. Jesus speaking to the law people, to the Pharisees. He says, um, there is one who accuses you. It is Moses, the very one on whom you have put your trust. So the law keeps on condemning people. Keeps on condemning people. But the moment you believe the forgiveness that's been Paid for on the cross. The moment you put your trust in the word of the blood of Christ, that forgiveness enters your heart and it benefits you. And your spirit is connected with God's spirit. You are one. And then from the inside out, into your soul dimension, into your body, you are saved until the perfection of Christ, until you look exactly like him. Okay. So the Father has delivered and drawn us to himself out of the control and the dominion of darkness and has transferred us into the kingdom of the Son of his love. Again, speaking to the saints in um, verse 2 of Colossians chapter 1. So uh, those who believe, guess what? You have been delivered and drawn out of the control and the dominion of darkness and has been transferred into the kingdom of the Son of His love. So is it to the exclusion of unbelievers? No, it's been paid for and so you receive it the moment you believe it. So we declare the forgiveness. Your sins have been forgiven through the power of the blood of Jesus. And when people hear it and believe it and put their trust in the blood of Jesus, they, it is imparted to them at that moment and their spirit becomes one with God and they are saved. Okay, I hope this makes sense to you. But the Father has drawn us uh, out of darkness, controlled the dominion of darkness and has transferred us into the kingdom of the Son of His love in whom we have our redemption through his blood, which means the forgiveness of our sins. So we have the redemption. The blood was shed 2,000 years ago, but we need to believe it. Verse 15, now he is the exact likeness of the unseen God, the visible representation of the invisible. He is the firstborn of all creation. So uh, when you see Jesus, you see, you see the unseen God. So now he is inside of us. And he starts manifesting in us, and he makes himself now visible to the world through us. 
Verse 16, for it was in him that all things were created in heaven and on earth, things seen and things unseen, with the thrones, dominions, rulers, authorities, all things were created and exist through him. Right, let's, let's fast forward a couple of verses. Verse 21 says, And although you at one time were estranged and alienated from him, and were of hostile attitude of mind in your wicked activities. So we were in a place where we were not saved. Okay? Then he says, verse 22, Yet now has Christ reconciled you to God in the body of his flesh through death in order to present you holy, faultless, and irreproachable in the Father's presence. So you are presented holy, faultless, irreproachable in the Father's presence through the power of the reconciliation of the blood of Jesus Christ. And this happens to you the moment you are in Christ. And you are in Christ the moment you believe. Okay, I hope this makes sense to someone, just to, to put this chosen thing into perspective. Right, so uh, he has chosen us to be holy and blameless in Christ, in his sight, in love. <laughs> okay, so he did all of this with his blood. He went through the cross, reconciled us to God in the body of his flesh through death in order to present us holy, faultless, irreproachable in the Father's presence. Okay, now listen to this. He says, verse 23, and this he will do, provided that you continue to stay with and in the faith in Christ. Okay? Well grounded, settled, and steadfast, not shifting or moving away from the hope which rests on and is inspired by the glad tidings which you heard and which has been preached as being designed for and offered without restrictions to every person under heaven. To every, it's offered to every person under heaven, but those who believe it receive it. And of which gospel I, Paul, became a minister. Okay, so all of this happens as you believe it. So when you engage with the Spirit of God, when you enter in, you are, your soul enters into the realm of the blood of Jesus, into the light of Christ, and all sickness is just gone. If you are in Christ, you are blameless. You are holy. You are spotless. You are irre irreproachable. Your sins are forgiven. You are washed clean. You are white as wool, white as clouds, white as silver, <laughs> silver, white as snow. <laughs> Don't know where the silver came, but bless the silver. Okay, <laughs> okay. So um, let's go on. I want to read you out of Hebrews. But on the way to Hebrews, just stop at Ephesians chapter 5. <laughs> ah, what's, what's a mind if you can't change it? Okay, Ephesians chapter 5. He says in verse 25. Husbands, love your wives. As Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, so that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word. So where does the cleansing come from? The washing of the water by the word. All right? That he might present the church to himself in, glory, in glorious splendor without spot or wrinkle or any such things that she might be holy and faultless. The word 
washes us. The word cleanses us. The word makes us pure as wool. The the word makes us holy and blameless and spotless to, to God, in front of God. Okay, because the word speaks of the blood of Christ. And we know that Hebrews chapter 9, verse 13 and 14 says, um, our consciences are cleansed from dead works and lifeless observances by the blood of Jesus Christ. All right. So let's go to Hebrews chapter 10. All right. Let me just see who is watching. Shaul. Hello, Shaul. Gerrit, nice to see you. Rina. Yeah, we believe that we are made holy. He presented us holy in God's presence. Thank you, Gerrit. Shimonei, nice to see you watching with us. Also, everyone else who's watching, bless you. Comment and share and like. (laughs) Okay, so Hebrews chapter 10 verse 9 says the following. He then went on to say, Behold, here I am coming to do your will. Thus he does away with and annuls the first former order as a means of expiating sin, so that he might inaugurate and establish the second latter order. And in accordance with this will of God, we have been made holy through the offering made once for all of the body of Jesus Christ. Okay, we have been made holy through the offering made once for all of the body of Jesus Christ. So he brought one offering, and that one offering was enough for all people of all time to cleanse us, to make us holy. Now, how will we partake of the power of this offering? By hearing the word and by believing it. Verse 14 says the following, For by a single offering he has forever completely cleansed and perfected those who are consecrated and made holy. So you are holy. You are consecrated. He chose you to be holy. And also the Holy Spirit adds his testimony to us in confirmation of this for having said, this is the agreement, the testament that I will set up and conclude with them. After those days, says the Lord, I will imprint my laws upon their hearts and I will inscribe them on their minds. He, the Holy Spirit, then goes on to say, and their sins and their law-breaking, I will remember no more. Quoting out of Jeremiah chapter 31, verse 31 to 34. All right. Also, uh, it comes up in, in Hebrews chapter 8, the last couple of verses. So, uh, he has cleansed us. And because of this cleansing, the Holy Spirit says, um, I make a new agreement, a new testament. And in Hebrews 8, he says it a bit different. It will not be like the old one where I withdrew my favor when they were disobedient. So God will not withdraw when you, when you mess up because of the blood of Jesus. Okay? So he said, uh, it will not be like the old. And this is the New Testament. I will write my laws. The Holy Spirit speaking. I will write my laws on their hearts and minds. Romans 8 verse 2. The law of the spirit and life which is in Christ Jesus has set me free from the law of sin and death. So we have a higher law. And that higher law is the Holy Spirit dwelling inside us. And because we have the Holy Spirit and we are in the Holy Spirit, Christ is the Spirit. uh, We have been sanctified. 
And the more we yield to the Holy Spirit, the more the Holy Spirit sanctifies our every word, sanctifies our every thought, sanctifies our every action. So outwardly, we are being sanctified, but inwardly, we are sanctified. So if our awareness, our, our consciousness focuses on what Christ has already done on the inside through the blood of Jesus, and we, we, we see who we really are in Christ Jesus and believe it, Okay, we believe by faith. You don't. The feel comes later. The feel will be there. But even if you don't feel it, you believe it. Even if you feel the wickedest, most wicked, wicked, wicked in the world, just believe. Through the blood of Jesus, you've been made holy and you've been sanctified. And because of that, because you believe it, you are holy and sanctified. And then there's like a slight delay, but then the feel starts. The experience starts to catch up. Okay, and your actions start to catch up, but you, in your awareness, in your in your focus, need to you need to watch this, focus on this, look to this word, behold this word. He has chosen you to be holy before the Father. He has placed you out of darkness in the kingdom of the Son of His love. He has washed you with His blood. He has made you holy. He has presented you holy as the bride without spot or wrinkle to your husband, your maker, out of Isaiah 54. Your husband and your maker, who is the Lord Jesus Christ. He is already your husband. He's not becoming later. It's not a feast coming. We are in the feast. Okay. We are married to Christ. We are the bride, the lamb's wife. Okay. Right, so um, I want to continue on to 1 Thessalonians 5. Since we touched on it yesterday, but I'm just going to go a couple of verses further. It says here, verse 23, And may the God of peace himself sanctify you through and through, separate you from profane things, make you pure and wholly consecrated to God, and may your spirit and soul and body be preserved sound and complete and found blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Faithful is he who is calling you to himself and utterly trustworthy, and he will also do it. Fulfill his call by hallowing and keeping you. All right. Hi, Niku. <laughs> Hello, Shaul. Hello, Harry. Perfected by Jesus on the cross. Awesome. Right, so, all right. He is faithful who is calling you. Okay. What did we read? He has chosen you or called you to be holy and blameless before God. Okay. So when temptation comes, just remember this is who I am. That can't be who I am because God chose me to be holy. Someone has to be holy. So let it be me. <laughs> How will I be holy? By trusting completely, depending totally on the blood of Jesus, on the sacrifice of the cross. He has made us holy. He has washed us clean. Okay. So now he says, 
the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. So in spirit, holy, blameless, sanctified. In Christ, holy, blameless, sanctified. So let your soul also dwell in Christ. And then you let your body also dwell in Christ. Be totally engrafted in Christ. And let the effect of what happened in spirit come through and manifest in the soul. And come through and manifest in the body. God wants to show himself. God wants to uh, make himself known to you. God wants his Holy Spirit to shine through and make you the showcase of God's glory in the earth today. Okay. So God wants... He, uh, he wants to be welcome in the city. So we know that the saints are the city of God. But just think of the cities of the world. God wants to be welcome in the cities. And that happens when people are not ashamed of him. That happens when people um, are not scared to speak in the name of Jesus. When people are bold and showing the work of the Holy Spirit. Holiness means this, that you are yielded to the Holy Spirit and you experience joy and peace. Holiness means that you have life. Holiness means this, that you see signs, wonders, and miracles everywhere you go. And you walk with God. You hear his precious voice speaking to you. Holiness does not mean you have to walk on your toes and try to not do certain things and focus on certain things to do and try to focus to do not, do not do certain things. <laughs> That's not holiness. Holiness is fellowship with Christ. Life is fellowship with Christ. So I want to encourage you in this. He has done the work. You just rest in it. You just believe it. You just depend on, on that. You just depend on his work. It says here, the last verse that I read, it says, Faithful is he who is calling you to himself and utterly trustworthy. And he will also do it, or he will manifest it. He will bring to perfection that which he promised. Fulfill his call by hallowing and keeping you. All right, so may you be blessed. May you really experience this holiness. May the Holy Spirit just take control. Yield to the Holy Spirit. Ask him what he has for you today. Um, hear his voice. Uh, just yield to him. Just get to know him in this time. All right, so welcome him in your heart. Um, create an environment where he is welcome and, and uh, speak words that proceeds out of him so that, so that he's welcome among the people around you also, okay? So let the Holy Spirit be welcome in your life, okay? He is the one that sanctified us and that sanctifies us <laughs> until we come to the fullness of manifestation of Jesus Christ himself. Thank you for watching. Please uh, share this message far and wide. We want people to hear uh, that they've been made holy, that they've been called to holiness and uh, not called to sin or to try not to sin, but called to uh, a manifestation of God inside them. All right, so I'm not going to start preaching the whole thing over again. <laughs> so just share the word. Um, please comment, like, and share. We would love to get some feedback. So, And, and also, please um, tell us, uh, share your, your prayer requests. You can send me a message on Facebook or if you have my number on WhatsApp um, or if you have our email address on email. Just send a prayer request. We, we are praying for you. And um, be blessed. We love you guys. Thank you for watching. And we'll see you again. Amen.